Most of you listening to this will be aware that I've recently had hip replacement surgery. So I'd like to share with you some thoughts I've had while recovering. These were inspired by something I was told, oh, did I just read it, before I had the op. And it was this, what the surgeon does is only half the job. The rest is up to the patient. Now, that obviously doesn't mean that the surgeon chopped out the top half of my femur and fixed in the titanium shaft and ball and plastic cup and then left me to suture up the wound. No, it means that he completed the whole of the surgical procedure professionally, as he was qualified to do. And then he turned me over to the physiotherapists. They then showed me what exercises I had to do to get back to normal mobility. In other words, it was then up to me to do what they said and get better or ignore their instructions and continue to limp around dependent on a couple of sticks. While I was working hard at the exercises, I had time to think. And this reminded me of various New Testament instructions concerning the Christian life or walk, as it's sometimes called. Now, in the good old days, when I was too young to suffer an arthritic hip, we talked about salvation and sanctification. Salvation, that new or eternal life, which is what Jesus has done for me and given me. No way could I have achieved it by myself. That's a bit like my surgery. Sanctification is growing up to be more like Jesus. However, it demands my cooperation with his Holy Spirit. That's more like my following the physio's instructions, but still with her help. These two aspects are described in various different metaphors in the New Testament. And Paul in particular speaks about walking well, by which he means living a worthy life, running the race, fighting the good fight, growing to maturity and building on a strong foundation. All of them, the idea is that of having begun well, accepting God's gift, Christ as my Saviour and Lord, and it's meant to be just the beginning of God, what God wants me to, wants to do in our lives. So let's look at just a few of them. 2 Timothy 1.9 makes it clear that it's God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Salvation is essentially the work of the divine surgeon, although we do have to sign the consent form for the original operation of grace in our lives. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 emphasises this role of God's grace in saving us. For it is by grace that you've been saved by faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And in James chapter 2, we read that it clarifies the delicate balance of faith and works in our Christian lives. So also, 
So faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. <laughs> this is the post-op exercise schedule. And the aim is that over our lifetime, we gradually become more and more like Jesus, like he created us to be. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. That's progress. So in Colossians 2.6, it teaches us how to do our exercises. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Philippians 2.12 speaks of our active participation in our Christian growth towards maturity. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The Christian life is a life of faithful exercise from beginning to end. Elsewhere, Paul exhorts us to follow good advice and speaks of the need to keep pressing on while Colossians 1, 10 to 11 sort of sums it up for us, indicating that as we persevere, our spiritual muscles will be strengthened, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. James chapter 1 verse 22 emphasises the importance of following the heavenly physio's instructions. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. 1 John 2.24 repeats this. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And Hebrews 6.1 makes a similar point. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God. There is meant to be progress from two sticks to one stick to none. Sadly, it is all too possible to get lazy and forget to do our exercises. Hebrews 2.1 reminds us of this. Therefore, we must pay the closer attention to what we've heard lest we drift away from it. Galatians 5.7 shows that this may really happen unless we persevere with the exercises. It says, you were running well. What hindered you? Who hindered you from obeying the truth? And Galatians 3.3 shows how stupid this is. Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? However, while we do need to cooperate and do the exercises, we also need to depend on God, just as we did for our salvation. As encouragement, Philippians 1.6 shows Paul's certainty that God is like a good physiotherapist who will keep on working at it until the objective is finally reached. He says, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. So, let's conclude with one other verse from Paul. 1 Timothy 4.8 puts it all in perspective. 
For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. While at the moment my hip exercises are really important, especially if I want to get back on my bike, they are eclipsed by the value of the spiritual disciplines like prayer, Bible study, church attendance, etc. And that's true for us all, whether or not we have a gammy hip.